0: everyone Kristen Sonanta walker here and my guest today is colleen gallagher she's got a a long wonderful resume and she's a huge advocate that travels all over the world and you know obviously a big proponent of mental health otherwise she wouldn't want to be on our show of all places but uh, she's really positive and infectious in that way which is amazing and so i want to you know just take a journey with you listeners and see kind of the inner workings of her mind, how she's created her life to be the way it is and how she, uh, the work that she's doing is helping a lot of people all over the globe. So Colleen, thank you for joining our show.
1: Yes, thank you so much, Kristen. And thank you for having this beautiful channel of lights where we can have these conversations and raise awareness. So I really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, so tell our listeners, you know, I, I did the light version of your background. Give them, you know, the more expansive version.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love it. So it started at the beginning of time. Was in <laughs> and um, what happened is I, I had very normal upbringing, amazing parents, and I was playing basketball. I went up for a layup. All of a sudden, I fell down and I couldn't breathe. I was taken to the emergency room. My thyroid was a few inches enlarged. Like it looked like I had an Adam's apple. And Mm -hmm. they told me that I was going to have to get surgery. I'd be on medication for the rest of my life. And then I wanted to think about having kids. It was going to be very difficult. Mm -hmm. Whatever that meant to a (laughs) 14-year-old. And um, I just knew I was going to have this ugly scar on my neck. I was ugly. The world was over. And everyone was going to make fun of me. So I got my first surgery and there was a lymph node that ended up being in my jugular, a wrapped around my jugular. So I had to go for a second surgery. My scar got even bigger. At a very young age, I started to be called ugly, like people didn't know what it was. I was really embarrassed. It caused all types of subconscious separation of identity of who I really was. And mm. I kept hindering and putting that true identity of cancer and what I was going through suppressing it lower and lower and lower. And there was a moment in time when I was getting or at the doctors and I saw a dad yell at a mom. And he said, the only reason we're in this position to not pay for our daughter's treatment is because you are a stay-at-home mom. Mm. Now, what I didn't know at that time was two things imprinted in me. One was that you needed money to have love, and the other was that you needed money to not die. Right. This created a mental habit for me to chase the path of money, believing that money would fix all of my problems. Right. And I went to Michigan State University, got a marketing degree, I had internships since the age of like 18 where I was making a few thousand dollars every you know, couple months or maybe a month, which was a lot of money then. And um, I was going through that, and there there were relationships I was curating, or relationships I was going into where I didn't value my work. So mm-hmm. I would have a lot of friends be really mean to me. Um, I remember there was a guy that I dated in college, and it ended by him saying that the only reason he dated me was because it felt good to be there for a girl who had cancer.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And that would have been when I was 21, so a, a few years ago. And, you know, what I believed... In in my state was that since I wasn't making money, that of course it wasn't work. So I validated it, I agreed with it, and I moved on with my life. Well, I graduated and I got a job with a twenty-three billion dollar company, and I was a sales engineer. I was like, oh, I'm gonna be this woman in this male-dominated field. Let's do this, you know, <laughs> and uh, let's go at this uh, mental health disaster. Really, <laughs> like with no no after that what it just happened, and so. Anyway, I did another relationship, but my savior's always been traveling. That was that was my true connection. That was my true savior to this life. And I was able to leave Michigan, go to Arizona, Texas, and Maryland with the same company. But I was in a in a relationship, and there's a moment in time we were in New Orleans, and his friend came up to me, sexually grabbed my hair, saying that he would hook up with me better or that different things and, and that I was ugly. And and when I told my partner, he told me that I was making the situation dramatic, that it was all of my fault, that this was everything what was, you know, on me and that I was, it was my problem to deal with, not his. So wow. anyway, I believed this. And since I was making money, key, I stayed. And I kept staying in this situation that got worse and worse and worse of telling me how awful of a person I was, how not nice I was. All of these things, when I'm, um, you know, I was the one that had the career the men, all everything like there was right. and I still allowed it. And, you know, it came to a point um, I started using drugs and I was still doing corporation and everything was successful. No one would know. I mean, I think I'd party, but, you know, not anything too crazy. And I left a meeting with a five year um, like product line that we were talking about and I started bawling. And I was like, this can't be my life. Like, I'm going to end up committing suicide. Like, I'm, I'm going to kill myself. Like, that, this, mm-hmm. this can't happen. And that was in December of 2016. And I remember coming home, crashing on my couch, bawling, like, what do you want me to do? What can I do? And it came to me to Google for international visas, because it was always my dream to live internationally. But I thought you needed a corporation to have health care to do this. Right. And so when I Googled, I saw that New Zealand had a $20 one-year visa and they have national health care. So I said, you know what? I'm going all in. I'm going for this. And I saved for three months, had anxiety attacks every single day before I
0: left. Before, okay, before you left, okay.
1: Every single day in my car when I wake up, like am I going to be a failure? What if this doesn't work? Am I throwing my life away? All my friends were saying this to me. Like the environment was all against, everything was against me. But this is really key in the story because it was that moment in time when I really committed to my heart more than the illusion of fear, more than any illusion in anything in this world. I was so committed to letting my heart be free. And that commitment to that, I truly believe, is deeply within each of us. But it's that moment, that resilience, you are able to find within you to go there. And and what happened is I, I left my job, moved across the world to New Zealand, showed up with my five suitcases, what's up, like here I am, like, you know, and I, I go back to, to corporate. Within four months, I'm, or four weeks, sorry, I manifested a job with a $400 million company.
0: So Colleen, did you know anyone before you went to New
1: Zealand? No, I didn't know any single person. and I also didn't know anyone before I moved to Texas or Maryland. and never visited Texas, Maryland, or New Zealand before I moved there.
0: Now, I've done that in the United States, and that's no big thing. Like I'll show up at a state. I, I love it. But going to a foreign country and just like, I don't know anyone, that's yeah. impressive. <laughs>
1: But but again, it goes back to it. I kind of get was just, That was like my 28th country I visited at the time. And I did three study abroad in undergrad. I'm back to what's mm-hmm. your truth? What makes your heart happiness? My savior was always traveling. That's still gotcha. my truth to this day. Like it's that's my individual savior. Like my commitment of where I get to just be free, where I get to go into deeper layers of of my heart and in deeper layers of love. And I really believe that everyone has access to something like this. It's just different with everyone. And, you know, when I got to New Zealand and I manifested this job when I was traveling all over Australia, New Zealand, um, there came a moment when I when I sat there, I was like, you know, I'm not gonna party, I'm not gonna go out. And I committed to four hours of yoga meditation a day. And when that happened in New Zealand, what occurred was those two things that imprinted in me from when that dad yelled at the mom that you needed money to have love, you needed money to not die. Now that I was aware of this in my subconscious, that that's the way I've been acting my whole life, so many things shifted immediately. Like I transformed my friends, I transformed environment. (laughs) I was like, you know what, I'm getting a coach. I'm going to make this work. Like I'm going to help serve other people. I'm going to help people live with all the love, the happiness. Like I never want a one human in this world to go through what I did alone. If they have the option, if they see they can have the choice to not have to do it alone. Right. And you know, I saw an entrepreneur retreat in Fiji and and I went to it and it was all New Zealand entrepreneurs. I remember like I emailed the the team and I'm like, Hey, I'm American. Is it okay if I go? Like, (laughs) they didn't answer me, but I just booked it, and so what? And um, I showed up, and it was like my first time being around like multimillionaires and and all of these things. And I was like, wow, what am I doing here? Like, all of the stories, the subconscious stories that came back, and anxieties and fear of, oh my God, I just want to spread some love. Like, I'm not in, I'm not in tech, or I can't do this, or whatever. Well, I went over and I took a picture of the sunset. And in that moment, there was a heart around the sun and I was like, you know what, this is a sign from the universe that that more love gets to come through me into the world and people get to rise up doing what they love and make money from that.
0: And also MyGenetics, M-Y-G-E-N-E-T-X because knowing your genetic code empowers your mental health treatment. And lastly, Copenotes We love getting positive messages right to our phones every day from Johnny Crowder. He's the lead singer of Prison, a heavy metal band sharing their music about suicide prevention, addiction recovery, and mental health. See, that was painless. Support them as they support us. Back to the show. So, do you and think that you having cancer at such a young age and be having that life and death, you know, in your face so young is what pushed you into living from a much more positive perspective?
1: Well, I believe initially it put me into a much more negative perspective. Yeah. Initially, it put yeah. me into a place that, that, chased money and went into awful relationships where I didn't value myself. But when I went to that entrepreneur retreat and I moved to New Zealand and gave myself and followed my true dream for going the money, following my heart, that's when things shifted for me. And that's when I realized the story of cancer. That was my limiter. Mm-hmm. It was my limiting belief that wasn't allowing me to live in total abundance and happiness and love. It was what was creating a story for me to suffer. And and the more I've gotten into this, and, and the, when I left corporate forever, which was in, in January of, of 2018, with $5,000 in my bank account, again, all of the anxiety, but I was more committed to empowering others, I was more committed to serving others, to get over this mental block, the mental things that can go through. And I've since then wrote a book. I'm on my next book. I've traveled been around the world twice. I, I'm on podcasts and speaking events, and holding amazing transformations for epic people who are like coming out and emerging into this positive human to to serve the world and and create conscious money to do amazing things in this world. And I'm now getting my master's in, in global technology and development. I'll go for my PhD as well. And you know, there's a lot of things, but. The, back to that moment where we said of if it's just cancer, there's there's so many of my moments that led to this moment, but it was right. the story of cancer that allowed me to remain a victim of my mental health.
0: Gotcha. How are your parents, you know, you said you grew up with a, in a you know very close relationship with them. How have they been about you, you know, changing what society would say is the safe route to this I'm flying without a net
1: route basically. Yeah. So, and it's, it's funny, actually both my parents, they were attorneys and they're retired. So this is like totally out of their zone, but um, <laughs> they've been so supportive, honestly, like even moving across the world, like they both were like, we're super sad, but we know this is what you wanted. And they've always been super supportive. Like with my book, when it came out, they bought like, I think a hundred copies or something and like <laughs> gave it to all their friends. And um, they're, they're just super supportive and like want to ask questions and they want to like know more about it or, or be as supportive as they can. So, you know, I feel really blessed and really lucky um, in that sense to to have that support when there were a lot of other friends or a lot of other people that that didn't um, provide that or couldn't provide that with the way I was expanding.
0: Yeah, I mean, you do. Um, one of our one of my really close friends, she's a counselor, has said to me, you know, we always think. Or somehow we're told that if you, unless you keep the same relationships your entire life, that, you know, somehow you're you're not a good person. And she's like, that's actually not true. It's the norm actually to cycle through different relationships. (laughs) Some of them are there for a short while and some of them are there to be a whole lot of pain but you learn, you, you learn from it, and then you leave that relationship and you're done. So, um, you know, that, that's actually the norm.
1: Exactly, and uh, one thing that a mentor told me one time is Colleen, you'll have about five friends that are like for life, and other mm-hmm. times you're gonna have friends that are there for a season. And sometimes you could think the season is, is longer or shorter, um, but it's seasonal. And they go, neither one is bad. They're both serving a purpose. And you serve a purpose to showing up for both of those. And that was a really profound moment for me because I realized how much value one individual as you are can bring to someone else. Not even what someone is bringing to you, but what you can bring to someone else just by being you. Like no matter the state or where you're at in your life, you get to have people learn from you all the time. And I think that's really important when understanding anything with mental health or understanding anything with value is that you are already enough to be a value to so many people.
0: Mm -hmm. That's very true. That's very true. Um, And I like I don't know where it comes from. I know it's a biblical passage, but I know it's, you know, in many other um, religious or spiritual texts as well about one person helped can help 1000 people. But two people together can help ten thousand. Yeah. So whenever I look at, whenever I look at, you know, our network and the the number of people that are helping other people, that's a profound impact out on, on this world. And all all started very similar to you, where you know everybody said I was crazy <laughs> and mm-hmm. it can't be done, and you do it anyway. So yeah, those things are great muscles that we learn how to work and refine and um, stretch and some of it's really painful but and you have epic fails and those are so important Mm -hmm. and people don't realize how important it is to fail it is so important to face plant you know a lot because it toughens you up and You learn, I've learned so much more from the not so hot decisions that I've made than I have from, you know, the really wise decisions and the not so hot decisions I've made have led me to make those wiser decisions that I wouldn't have made had I not face planted prior.
1: (laughs) Oh my God, exactly. Like I've had so many more failures than successes. And I always say that. like, people will look at my life and be like, oh, but Colin, you're so successful and things happen at accelerated rates for you and, you know, all of the things. And, and I go back to like, that's you activating your nervous system to make an excuse to keep you safe for not showing up for what your heart desires. And, right. you know, I look at even, you know, throughout my life that this year of all the troubles and all the things, like so many mistakes have been made, like so much money that I could have, used more purposefully has been used in maybe that weren't purposefully, but yeah. I look in that instead of anger, like, Oh, what's going on or whatever. It's total gratitude that I get to have the opportunity to experience this. So I can empower someone else to miss this step next time.
0: Mm. True. Very true. Or to get, you know, make their own mistake, but maybe it's not as epic as yours was and they also have validation that look, I survived, you can too.
1: Exactly, and, and, and using that that story and that example of, of vulnerability of what happens because sometimes people are like, oh, I can't share my, my failures or I can't share like this big leap of faith. I took that like seems a little bit crazy, but you know, it's, it's really like we live in a world of impossibilities I say right now and, and it's really like, if you're living in a world where everything around you is possible, you really get to be creating something that's impossible because everything that's going on in this world right now, it's like in movies, it would be like, oh, that's impossible, it's never gonna happen in real life. Well, like here we are in real life and it's happening and that's the place that you get to share from and that's the place that you get to live from, to live from a more holistic and a more true space in your heart.
0: Absolutely, so where are you now in the world?
1: Yeah, so right now I'm in Arizona um, I'm getting my my master's in global technology and development, and it's it's really exciting because a, a big problem or a big opportunity I'm I'm really focused on is looking at how we can kind of transform refugee camps to be resources instead of problems to really help all the developed nations in the world maybe um, have a little bit less um, suffering and how we can create opportunities for those areas to rise as well. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm always all over though. I'm still for the rest of the year just in Vegas and I'm going to be going to California for a week here. I've got Costa Rica, Bangladesh, and maybe Australia still before the end of the year.
0: Mm, Fantastic. So you, you really are okay with long airplane rides.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I actually really believe I meet the coolest people on airplanes. I believe like my best content comes. I believe I make the most money. Like I believe so many things about airplanes that, that just empower me to be like, yes, this is going to be great.
0: (laughs) Well, awesome. So how would people uh, that, you know, want to work with you as let's say, is it you work with people as a coach
1: Yep. So I'm a personal uh, development coach. So I really work with your mindset of of what's going on with your mindset. What are the beliefs? What's the foundation you have? And what's the next layer of impact and success you want to create for your life so we can really evolve that. And uh, there's uh, many programs I have to be able to work with me, um, depending if you just want like my $7 book all the way up to a very intimate relationship where we go super deep into creating things with every area of your life.
0: Mm, Fantastic. Well, tell our listeners where they can find your website in case they want to do this with you.
1: Yeah. So my website is www.colleengallagher.co. And my Facebook is pretty active as well, which is just colleen.gallagher111. And also my Instagram, um, which is colleen underscore gallagher underscore.
0: And just so everyone knows, it's C O L L E E N G A L L A G H E R dot co, not dot com. Colleen, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Kristen. And again, I'm so excited for you sharing this space with me and doing everything that you are in the world as well.
0: Oh, same, same right back at you. <laughs> And thank you to our listening family for tuning in to another edition of Mental Health News Radio.
1: Surprised when I don't hate on you girl. After
0: all we promised We'd be cordial Sometimes in you oh, I, I can fight it. it Good boy